welcome to day 318 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul here with uh, Matt and David as uh, we continue to work ourselves through uh, you know, the book of Ezekiel as part of the larger you know, story of the prophets. Uh, Ezekiel is coming you know, to a wonderful conclusion where he envisions the restoration of God's people, the new life that God gives through his spirit, the fact that he takes out of us a heart of stone and gives us a heart of flesh cleanses us and restores us so that we have a heart to be the people that he has called us to be and then we see him reunite uh, you know the age-old divisions between judah and ephraim or between judah and, and israel referring to both of them under the name of israel and tying them together you know as one nation and moving forward but we get a final glimpse of judgment as well and the final glimpse of judgment as well you know it seems to be the the ultimate battle you know, between you know good and evil uh the uh you know end time judgment of god on the enemies of god as they array themselves against the people of god and these are the images you know that are very vivid you know in the book of a uh, uh, book of revelation you know as as well so uh, before we return to restored temple tomorrow, we uh, return to God's final judgment you know, in Ezekiel you know, chapter you know, 39. Uh, so before we read, as always, we, uh, we recognize what a privilege it is, you know, not just simply to read words on a page, but to know, to know the one who spoke these words by his very breath and who has given us his spirit, uh, which is... Uh, his breath in us in order to take the things that are his and make them ours and to continue his work in us uh, perfecting us in the image of christ for his glory for our joy and for the sake of uh, those around us so that they might see and know him so before we read matt you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer yeah let's pray father we we thank you for your word and we thank you for this time together. Uh, we ask that as we continue to spend time uh, reflecting in Ezekiel, that, Father, you would encourage our hearts. Um, you convict us of sin. You would remind us of your holiness, of your majesty, of your beauty and splendor. Um, and, and Father, we would uh, we'd be moved by uh, the salvation we have in Christ Jesus. Father, use your word uh, to accomplish your purpose in us, that we may be uh, your people where you've planted us uh, for your glory for our joy for the good of this place it's in christ's name we pray amen ezekiel 39 we continue where we left off yesterday son of man prophesy against gog and say this is what the sovereign lord says i'm against you gog chief prince of meshech and tubal i'll turn you around and drag you along i will bring you from afar north and send you against the mountains of israel then I'll strike your bow from your left hand and make your arrows drop from your right hand. On the mountains of Israel you will fall, you and all your troops and the nations with you. I will give you as food to all kinds of carrion birds and to the wild animals. You will fall in the open field, for I have spoken, declares the sovereign Lord. I'll send fire on Magog and on those who live in safety in the coastlands, and they will know that I am the Lord. I'll make known my holy name among my people Israel. I will no longer let my holy name be, profan be profaned. And the nations will know that I am the Lord and the Holy One in Israel. It is coming. It will surely take place, declares the Sovereign Lord. This is the day that I have spoken of. Then those who live in the towns of Israel will go out and use the weapons for fuel and burn them up, the small and large shields, the bows and the arrows, the war clubs and the spears. For seven years they will use them for fuel. They will not need to gather wood from the fields or cut it from the forest because they will use the weapons for fuel. 
and they will uh, plunder those who plundered them and loot those who looted them, declares the sovereign Lord. On that day I will give Gog a burial place in Israel in the valley of those who travel east of the sea. It will block the way of travelers because Gog and all of his hordes will be buried there. So it will be called the valley of in, uh, the valley of Haman Gog. For seven months the Israelites will be burying them in order to cleanse the land. And all the people of the land will bury them. And the day I display my glory will be mem- a, a memorable day for them, declares the sovereign Lord. People will be continually employed in cleansing the land. They will spread out across the land along with others. They'll bury any bodies that are lying on the ground. After seven months, they'll carry out a more detailed search. As they go through the land, anyone who sees a human bone will leave a marker beside it until the gravediggers bury it in the valley of Hamangog near a town called Hamona. And so they will cleanse the land. Son of man, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Call out to every kind of bird and all the wild animals, assemble and come together from all around the sacrifice that I am preparing for you, the great sacrifice on the mountains of the Lord. There you will eat flesh and drink blood. There you will eat the flesh of mighty men and drink the blood of the princes of the earth as if they were rams and lambs and goats and bulls, all of them fattened animals from Bashan. The sacrifice I'm preparing for you, you will eat fat until you are glutted and drink blood until you are drunk. At my table you will eat your fill of horses and riders and mighty men and soldiers of every kind, declares the sovereign Lord. I will display my glory among the nations and all the nations will see the punishment I inflict and the hand I lay on them. From that day forward, the people of Israel will know that I am the Lord their God, and the nations will know that the people of Israel went into exile for their sin because they were unfaithful to me. So I hid my face from them and handed them over to their enemies, and they all fell by the sword. I dealt with them according to their uncleanness and their offenses, and I hid my face from them. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will now restore the fortunes of Jacob and will have compassion on all the people of Israel, and I'll be zealous for my holy name. And they will forget their shame and all their unfaithfulness that they showed toward me when they lived in safety in their land with no one to make them afraid. When I have brought them back from the nations and gathered them from the countries of their enemies, I will be proved holy through them in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. For though I sent them into exile among the nations, I will gather them to their own land, not leaving any behind. I will no longer hide my face from them, for I'll pour out my spirit on the people of Israel, declares the Sovereign Lord. And of course, the warmth and the beauty of that final phrase betrays uh, the stark horror of the phrases you know that have come forward. It's kind of an interesting sacrifice where you know God says, "Call all of the creatures, the sea, and every nation together around my table," uh, you know, for the sacrificial meal. And of course, it's a sacrificial meal that. Uh, upsets all the sensibilities of you know israel of course the eating of human flesh and uh, of course the uh, drinking of blood and, and so the images are you know very uh, you know very kind of iconoclastic you know for the nation of israel and and would have been horrifying to them and of course the picture and the thought of judgment is, is, is horrific mm-hmm. you know the writer of hebrews said it's a dreadful thing to fall in the hands you know of, of a holy god and, and of course, this is a picture of God in judgment against His enemies, who ultimately refuse, you know, to repent, and Him and His sovereignty bringing them to a place where they're finally, finally judged and, and finally destroyed. 
the one of the things I and you tell me if I'm reading into this a little too much, Paul, but you were talking, you know, just about the table and all the animals coming in and they're they're feasting on all the mighty men who've fallen and, and everything that's gone on and had the sacrifice there. But then even when we move to the New Testament, this idea of sacrifice and then table, you know, Christ is this other sacrifice that comes, but it's not done in this judgment way, but he takes our judgment and invites us to a different table, which is the table and banquet feast, you know, at the end of the age. And even just Jesus throughout his life and in his ministry using the table as a means of kind of restoring what's been broken. Here the table is kind of used in a in a way where it's showing the brokenness. But just I love just kind of seeing that kind of little theme of, of table and sacrifice no, and, and, being and, reused. And of course you also have the image of this is my body, mm-hmm. uh, which is for you, and this is my blood that is poured out for you. So the mm-hmm. the sacrificial meal is is the body and blood of Christ, where the sacrificial meal here is, you know, the enemies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the enemies of God, and there is ultimately the replacement on the sacrificial you know table of the yeah. son of god for the enemies of god yeah. uh, and of course that's what paul would say to us in romans while we were still his enemies christ jesus mm-hmm. you know died you know died for us so there's a wonderful reversal of these ugly images you know in that uh, in the sacrifice of christ mm-hmm. yeah and you know, I get to the end of the chapter just seeing God's commitment to his his own glory, but that, that also being good news for his people. You know, he says, there's coming a day I'll display my glory among the nations. You know, and he says, and from that day, everyone will know why Israel went into exile, not because I was weak, not because I was unable to save, right. not because I was, you know, deficient, but actually because of their sinfulness. And there's coming a day, again, where I will prove myself holy, I will rescue my people, so you get that that kind of affirmation of God being for His glory is good news for His people no, and that absolutely. recommitment of Himself. Yeah. That was the old Jonathan Edwards question: you know, Is God for us or for Himself? And the best way God can be for us is to yeah. stand for His you know, beauty, for His perfection, and, and for His holiness. And it's as He preserves those characters in, in Himself uh, that uh, we enjoy, you know, the fullness of His presence. You know, as well, you have you know kind of an emphasis here, all kind of an emphasis. You have a strong emphasis here on you know seven months of burial, and you have you know seven years of you're not even gonna have to collect firewood. There's going to be enough shields and uh, bows and things laying around that you can you know simply you know burn those. But the whole idea of cleansing, you know, cleansing of the land, and of course that's what Israel you know came in to do to drive out the nations before them who defiled the land. It's so what God did through the Babylonians and the Syrians to drive out Israel because they had defiled the land. And, and, and finally, you have uh, those who are enemies of God being judged and the land being cleansed from all defilement, you know, setting, you know, setting up for the restoration of God's people. And uh, the beautiful picture of, you know, I will hide my face from them. I hid my face from them in judgment, but I will no longer hide my mm-hmm. face. And so after judgment is complete, restoration is is possible and of course again as david reminded us early on uh, our judgment all of these ugly scenes was poured out not on us but was poured out on christ so that we can uh, once again have god mm-hmm. see god's face and, and, and know, know his presence heavenly father uh, we're, we're shocked by the horror of scenes of judgment but we realize uh, that these is exactly what our sin deserve. And we thank you, Father, that you have removed us from the sacrificial table and have placed Christ there so that through his body and through his blood, uh, 
we have been restored to your presence. And we can see the, the glory of your face in Christ Jesus, a reflection of your beauty in him. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.